Welcome to the JD Power Work at Home podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with JD Power, and with me today are Mark Miller, leader of JD Power's customer service advisory practice, and Scott Killingsworth, senior director with JD Power's customer service advisory practice as well. So, Mark and Scott, welcome. Hey, Mike. Uh, thanks so much for having us today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Glad to talk to everyone today. Terrific. So let's let's dive right into to the, the the topic of work at home. Uh, Mark and Scott were um, several months into work at home at this point. We started back in March, and now we're here late in uh, in August. Um, what are some of the early learnings that um, that organizations um, have uh, come away with from this? Let's call it the first early phase of work at home. Yeah. So this is Mark. There are so many right from uh, the tech challenges to the uh, need for collaboration, more structured, um, essentially collaboration environments between manager and subordinates, et cetera. But one of the more fundamental learnings revolves around just the fact that human beings uh, in general and customer service agents uh, in particular uh, crave contact. So there's articles floating around talking about that particular dynamic and and we agree with it. Of course, Scott and I have had the good fortune to be in hundreds of these centers and you deal with all these great people who are highly emotive, uh, highly empathetic people and collaborators by nature, right? And um, they now find themselves in an environment where uh, the fundamentals of collaboration, the spontaneous interchange, uh, really even between uh, not only the customer, but within their peer set is now gone. And that takes a toll uh, and that takes an outsized toll on customer service um, agents. Um, Scott, when I was thinking about this, of course, you and I have been in many centers together and, and dealt with a lot of great people. I, I thought about a lot of the leaders and the SMEs who also get a lot of uh, job satisfaction with helping others, right? And now that's gone. I don't know if you have any thoughts just on that dynamic uh, as well. Yeah, you know, customer service is a, is a really uh, unique environment. Uh, as you mentioned, we've been across uh, hundreds of call centers across the globe. One thing's uh, really consistent in that environment is one communication is uh, critical uh, to be successful, but just the nature of the human beings that um, work in that environment, they crave communication in all forms, right? From the agent to the supervisors, to the managers, there's so much communication that goes on during the day from, you know, agents raising their hands, needing help while they're on a call or maybe in between calls, uh, leaning across, talking to their neighbor, uh, you know, getting advice, sharing tips and tricks, and even from, you know, the managers and their coaching sessions, whether they're formal or informal, that happen throughout the day, water cooler talk. It is just 100% constant communication, uh, interaction throughout the day with uh, their peers, supervisors, leadership, the functional areas, not even counting um, you know, workforce management. So all of this communication happens uh, really uh, throughout the day, both from uh, 
you know, from a work standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint, right? Talking about their family, uh, you know, how their day went, plans for the evening. So uh, there's certainly uh, no shortage of communication that happens within a call center. And as you mentioned, what we've seen is it's, it's, it's very, very challenging to replicate uh, that environment once folks uh, dispersed and started working from home. Yeah, and just to finish that thought up, Mike, um, Scott, totally agree. Um, you know, we had talked earlier as a team about this notion of over-communication, and, and that's another one of the learnings is that the communication absolutely positively needs to be uh, overdone and really scheduled in. Like we see in our practice, uh, an emerging best practice is uh you are talking with the folks who are part of your team. So in the role of supervisor or manager who has a group of reps who are dealing with the customer, you are checking in with them in the morning and or at the beginning of the shift and at the end of the shift. So those two components. And then there's additional normal coaching and QA uh, elements. And of course, being available uh, via the, the preferred communication uh, methodology, Slack, as an example. Um, those are the uh, table stakes that you obviously have to continue those. But uh, in this environment, you got to really begin the day and end the day with your people. So those are some other learnings that we've taken away, uh, Mike. Yeah, thanks, guys. So I think through a lot of heroic effort, customer service organizations were able to transition to work at home uh, pretty seamlessly. I, I think we we're actually surprised at how well it went at the beginning. But now we're starting to see some cracks beginning to emerge in the model. Projects taking longer, training is tougher, hiring and integrating new employees is more complicated. Some employers say their workers are appearing less connected. So uh, what, what should we expect here? Is, is, this, is this surprising? Uh, that we're starting to see some cracks? No, we're dealing with human beings, right? And as we talked about, especially with this group, um, you know, and no offense to my engineering friends. In fact, we have one of them on the phone with us today. But, you know, when when you're talking about, you know, human beings in general and then this particular group, the cracks are going to get exacerbated uh, for sure as you pull out some of the pegs or the foundations, uh, if you will, of a uh, working environment that is satisfying and meaningful, right? So once you take away some of these pillars that we just talked about, uh, and then you throw in what's going to happen uh, around the fact that right now it's, you know, it's kind of a positive place if you're a customer service agent that doesn't reflect reality. So what I mean by that is that due to uh, federal and state regulations, you have some industries that uh, by law are allowing deferment of payments, right? That's a relatively easy conversation to have if you've got a customer on the phone and you're able to defer, let's say, a mortgage payment for a half a year, and if you time it right, all the way up to a year. Um, as those things start you know, moving off and as companies who are faced with survival themselves do things like rescind their 
uh, late fee waivers, which are have been in place, that's going to add a layer of stress to the job itself that currently isn't uh, accounted for. So as these companies are pulling those perks, if you will, away from the consumer and you combine it with the natural stress that's happening from a brand new environment dealing with tech, the pillars of, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, high degrees of emotional uh, support away and you add in a more difficult call type, uh, you'll have a whole subsegment of your population who this is going to be really, really tough for. So that notion of uh, this being sustainable, I would say yes, but man, you have to take really serious, specific steps. And, and one of those steps, um, Scott, I know you're familiar with this. So Scott within our group manages our uh, the certification programs, and he's kind of the steward, if you will, of hundreds of best practices. And Scott, we have a best practice in there around top performer modeling. Uh, but the reality is, is that the, many organizations only model their top performers in a brick and mortar environment. And now they've got to change everything up for work at home, right? I mean, you have to have a different type of person for a work at home uh, situation. Yeah, Mark, you know, think about um, you know, folks immediately moved to home, uh, and most of those folks, by and large, were you know driving to work or commuting, and now they have a little bit more freedom, flexibility. So, so a little bit of honeymoon with their job, right? So they may have been reinvigorated, um, you know, more, um, you know, maybe incented to do a better job uh, just due to the circumstances of COVID. Um, and I agree with you, there were probably some flexibilities created uh, by companies. And so a lot of early success, um, customer satisfaction uh, stayed uh, consistent, maybe even a little bit higher. Uh, but over time, uh, you know, folks uh, working at home, now there's no more constraints for geography, right? So they could potentially... Uh, go to work for someone else, different companies, different industries. So I think, Mark, to your point, um, you know, down the road, once attrition starts setting in, and, and speaking of attrition, I'm sure it's been stemmed a little bit from what we've heard. But, you know, when things go back to normal, whatever that might be, we're going to start seeing uh, more attrition. Uh, and then, Mike, you mentioned training so once we start seeing attrition, then, you know, the, the impact of having training in a remote environment, whereas uh, previously uh, in the customer service industry, it's very collaborative in person. Uh, now we're going to shift to that. And I think it's going to be a real challenge uh, once we start seeing attrition. Uh, and as Mark mentioned, some of these accommodations uh, going away, I think it's going to be a perfect storm creating some challenges for, for, for a lot of companies. Okay, thanks, Scott. So, so keeping the focus on the employee, uh, there was a recent survey of nearly 10,000 professionals, and the results came back with 66% of the respondents believing that working from home is hurting their mental health. And this is being driven by things like employees feeling isolated, employees are working more because there's no clear delineation between work at home. So are we likely to see the same types of uh, results if we if we did a survey of a customer service organization? 
Oh, yeah. I, I think that the customer service organization has even more pressures on them with uh, essentially no room to move, right? You can get away in a collaborative working environment where you're with your employees doing project, uh, co-employees doing project management work and a glitch happens. It's a totally different deal when you have the pressure of working with directly with your customers for eight hour shifts, right? With every noise in the background and now kids are home, you have pets, suddenly people are having to deal with, do I keep my dog or not? Cause I've got a barking dog, right? Um, so all of these stressors in terms of emotional and mental health get exacerbated in this environment. So that, you know, kind of speaks to our last conversation that we were just having is that, you know, you, you actually have to pick the right people. Um, and so, you know, I know that we'd been talking about this notion of a hybrid uh, environment where you allow people to go um, in and out. And um, that obviously has its, uh, its own challenges. But the reality is that the profile of a work at home employee is different than a successful brick and mortar employee inside the call center world. So the the fact that you um, didn't hire for the elements of a work at home employee um, at in your former environment, suddenly everybody's work at home. Uh, it's very predictable, sadly, that you'd have this uh, problem emotionally. Um, with so many of your employees. So yeah, it's a real thing. It's an absolute challenge for sure. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge the long-term viability of this. I, I think everybody is convinced. I mean, if you look at Gartner's research, the executives are saying 82% are going to keep their work at home model. If you look um, at Microsoft, they did a survey, uh, 82%, also very similar number. You look at... Um, our research and, you know, our research uh, also has a, a very, very similar uh, number. Uh, so 86% of executives inside customer service orgs are going to keep uh, work at home. So it's here to stay. But the real question is, is how well do you execute, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of programs within customer service, certainly not a shortage around uh, performance, uh, but you know, physical uh, well-being within the workplace, your workplace environment, uh, whether it be office chairs or, um, you know, just a, a safe working environment. And, and that's certainly going to continue. That creates its own challenges trying to extend that to, to home. But I think companies are going to have to be very intentional about um mental health uh, programs, number one, how to identify those employees that are having issues and feeling isolated, and then being very intentional around, okay, we know that now, what do we do about it, right? How do we engage? Uh, you know, there are a lot of companies that are, you know, being very intentional around social interaction, uh, you know, before, after shift or lunch, whether it be, you know, um, you know, having lunch together uh, in an environment, um, you know, online or whether it's after work, 
uh, virtual happy hours and things like that. I just, I just think it, the companies are going to have to be creative and very intentional. Okay, thanks. So we want to finish up today's podcast with this question. Will the remote customer service model be sustainable for the long term? And Mark, we recently completed some research on this topic. What did we find? Yeah, so we talked to 124 customer service organizations across 13 industries, um, and, and we found a few things. Number one, in general, call volume is down a little bit, and we've got tons of stats on this. Um, call volume is down. Uh, you look at some other key metrics, uh, average handle time, however, is up, right? So you start digging into why is that, and of course, uh, especially at the beginning, there uh, for many industries was a large uptick in call volume. You know, you had travel industry as an example, who now have bottom out very low call volumes. Well, that wasn't the case when the pandemic hit while folks were trying to transition to work at home that spiked. Um, and on top of that, average handle times uh, went up. Well, as things have gone down, and in general, as I mentioned, call volume is down. We see average handle time up. And that's because the nature of the calls are more complex, right? If you listen to a lot of IVRs, when you call into a brand, they're saying, hey, if this is um, you know, not an emergency and this was more prevalent uh, early on than it is now, we encourage you to use different channels, right? And we've actually seen those channels go up. So that was another outcome of this research is that you know, you saw um, very large increases in use of uh, other channels, including web self-service, but even other assisted channels. So um, what we've seen with the average handle time, call complexity is up. But another interesting thing that was summed up or, or, or dynamic that was summed up by one of the verbatims we got from a uh, manager at this company where they had cited that their own reps who, again, emotive uh, people, collaborative, who are personally affected by the pandemic, they're now working at home. They've, they found, this manager found that they were now empathizing with um, their customers. So these conversations are not longer just because it is a, uh, you know, more complex calls, but people are, are literally using this moment to talk about their own lives with their customers. Uh, and they found this to a great degree that they were able to uh, measure against and note that that was really contributing to much uh, higher um, average handle time. So we found that average handle time uh, was up. Like I mentioned, all these other um, channels uh, were up, but we also found that uh, there's going to be a heavy, heavy uh, commitment to this channel, as I uh, mentioned, or, or this model rather, as I mentioned, 86% of companies uh, are going to make this a long-term strategic uh, play. And so um, it's absolutely uh, here to stay. But again, there's going to be winners and losers. So it's a matter really of, um, of executing. So it's going, to be, um, it's going to be here to stay. But I would say, and you kind of 
kicked us off, Mike, right at the beginning uh, with, you know, you put smart people in the position that they have to do something, i.e. get their workers at home. Uh, you're going to figure out a way to do it. In a way, that was almost the easy part, right? Now, in terms of this being a long-term viable model, you got to get the right people in place. You got to get the right communication protocols uh, in place. Uh, you've got to figure out way, ways to uh, cr uh, create, build, uh, sustain culture through remote work environment. That's why so many people are doing a hybrid environment. So there's a lot of complexities that we have to deal with that the research bore out, you know, the, that we are going to stick with this method, but there's a lot of genuine fear around how they're going to execute effective training, coaching, et cetera, et cetera. So just massive challenges. Um, but uh, we think that ultimately the model uh, has a place. And if you execute it, there's a clear financial savings, but uh, there's do's and don'ts, right? And a lot of folks are finding out uh, how complex this can be. So Mark and Scott, thanks for joining us today. Hey, our pleasure. Yep, thank you so much. And thanks to our listeners as well. To learn more about the JD Power Customer Service Advisory Practice, visit us on the web at jdpower.com/business, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.